Hello, I'm Sean Finnegan, and you are listening to Restitutio, a podcast to get you thinking about biblical and historical Christianity, to inspire you to follow Christ, and to convict you to lead a consecrated life. Have you ever thought about what it must have been like for Adam and Eve to have that conversation after the fall, after they had become ashamed of what they had done and they had to come to grips with the new reality? In this stunning piece of poetry written by Preston and Jackie Perry, we see the two of them embodying Adam and Eve in a very intense exchange where they're blaming each other and then coming to some sort of understanding and resolution over this issue. I found this piece to be at once obviously very melodic and beautiful from an art form perspective, but also very deep and profound. I wonder what you'll think. It's very short. It's only about eight minutes long. And if you're struggling at all to hear to understand what they're saying, because they do talk fast. You can uh, check the show notes for this episode, and I have a transcript there for you, so you can see, maybe slow it down and see what it is they're saying. Here now is Podcast 123, The Fall, by Preston and Jackie Perry. So I guess it was convenient for you to turn your back on the woman who held your spine. Woman, you were brought forth from my side. Created to support me like the gravity-stricken moon does the brisk breath of nightfall. But when fear clawed its way into my heart when he called my name in the garden, you shrunk and hid your shameful body. Where Where were were you you when the prince of night found his way to your star? You watched him lie, and I watched you sit and set like sun, you mourning of a man. You can't even see the nightmare you have become. I was there, standing in the distance, having a conversation with my backbone. I wanted to stop you, but you let that evil reptile with eyes slow dancing with deceit and tongue swift as breeze. Woo, you dumb to think we could be wise as the God who thought the galaxies into existence. Adam, I thought he was my friend, letting me in on secrets. God pinky promised the leaves not to tell. He pointed me to the tree, told me of what I was missing, and as my faith in his lies led me to stare, I watched death become gorgeous. But God is beautiful. Adam. My tongue became sight. The fruit looked too good not to taste. Taste and see that God is good. God is thief. He kept us from the one thing he knew would turn our minds dead. No, God is wise. Eve, can't you see? In our feast for knowledge, we have become fools. Searching for wisdom in a mere branch, we forgot about the God who had the power to grow us from dust with no roots. His mind is wide as sky, and we were free as clouds, but now the silent hum of shame echoes the land. The eerie chill of Father's curse crawls across our conscience, and the very river we bathe our naked souls in is damned because of you. What have you done? Do not blame me for murder and name yourself victim as if we are not both ghosts with skin. You, you left, left me for dead. dead. Did, Did you, you forget, forget the sixth day when God made you from dust? But he made you from me for me. While sleeping, he called you from my cage, bones beautiful, but you, with your prideful disposition, Swiss positions, and tried to lead. Took heed to a four-legged snake without consulting me first. You didn't respect me. He gave you authority. He made you the head of us, but you became neck. I can still see the apple stuck in your throat. Adam, swallow your pride. You were supposed to lead me 
yet I am to blame. Your wife, your Eve, the one who is now shamed once beauty the moment you saw her breathe. Maybe I should noose a ribbon around my neck, make a skirt of wrapping paper, stuff my natural naked chest with leaves. Maybe then these bones will be enough gift for you again. This flesh enough body for you to bathe in the day. You will move God from your soul, empty your nest of his glories the day you beg me to take his place. Fill your voids, become this image of perfection to satisfy your insecurities. God, God forbid. forbid our sons grow up treating their sisters like cemeteries, stacking their bodies and bones in one closet to wear as one flesh every time they want to feel alive. Eve, please understand that you further proved my point. That prideful organ brewing beneath your breast beats with no submission for your husband. And for this, your future daughters would not be quiet, gentle, but some would be loud as nagging crows scavenging on the dead earlobes of men. Their bodies, their bodies, sculpted for God's glory, will become lures enticing our sons to sin, and they will. These women, your offspring, will hand their souls over to men who are not their God. They will kneel, they will kneel for value at the altar of man's approval, but that worship would not make them whole nor holy. Did you, Did you see, see what, what you've done? done? You we'll make this about you by blaming me. We are both sin wrapped in flesh, both broken creations, stained glass windows with no shine, no sun, no light. We are both dark, imperfect, lost. We are fallen. Wife, I'm sorry. Have you any idea how shameful my inside scream for not protecting the only woman I've ever known and loved from the sting of death? I feel like a lonely grave, wallowing in a walking coffin of a body, waiting for a voice louder than my fears to resurrect the scared corpse of a man I buried six feet under guilt. But believe me when I tell you, you are still the woman my vision sung to when I first saw you in Eden Eve, even if God chose to separate us for a thousand years for what we have done. I'll write you every day faithful, and my letters will literally litter the land with love, my lady. But excuse me, if the blood on my hands still drips thick with condemnation, I can only pray that this venom doesn't poison our unborn son, Cain. There is nothing but murder living in my genes and I would die if he follows in his father's footsteps. Husband, forgive me and my limbs and the heart that led them away from the safety of your palms. The parachute folded beneath the bloodstream I left in vain. I promise I will never try to fly without you again. Your word is wind, and I would be fooled to disrespect the tornado I was created to love. You mentioned our sons, but remember our God. Remember what he told devil as he cursed serpent. He spoke of my womb, and from it a seed will come. The devil, devil will strike his heel, heel but our seed will crush his head. head. Yes, we, we are, are dying, but one day we may rise from the dead. We are not hopeless. Mercy has its sights set on the sinners, and its sources are God. He will rescue us out of the sea of sin. Like hands beneath a drowning soul, a rainbow before the lightning bolt speaks. He reigns. When the clouds crack their shell, our God will appear and show us his yoke is easy. A light too mighty for anything pitch black to trap our backs back behind that cage we crave the way of escape is near if we wait with hope nailed to our faith the truth cross stitched to our burdened bodies the life stretching like the arms of an horizon rising for all to see the sun still lives Eve forgive me Adam forgive me God we try to be our own God Please, Please forgive, forgive us. I told you it was short, right? But very powerful nonetheless. 
You can uh, follow up more about Preston Perry or Jackie Hill Perry at their various websites. You can access those in the show notes. Also, take a look at Podcast 81, where I posted Jackie Hill Perry's poem on her struggles with homosexuality and how she was able to overcome them through the gospel. It's called My Life as a Stud. Also, these are all available on YouTube as well. You can get those and also see what other work each of them has in their respective fields. If you haven't had a chance yet, take a look at interview number 30, When God Speaks with Alan Kane. just want to read out a couple of quick comments on that. Paul Shaw writes, I love this interview and Alan's remarks. They were both a blessing and an inspiration. We were good friends with his mother, Grace, in our OBC days, so I particularly liked the final story. But I also was impressed with the idea of ministry to the community without expecting anything in return. God bless you both. David Cheatwood writes, Alan, thanks for sharing your heart with us. I was blessed in listening to your interview with Sean. I agree wholeheartedly with you and loved you sharing your special God moments. We need to hear more of that from our people. Well, uh, if you haven't yet listened to it, go on and you can uh, access it on restitudio.org or in your device. Just scroll down to interview number 30, When God Speaks with Alan Kane and see what you think about his testimony and story about what God did with and in him at Lawrenceville Church of God. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. And remember, the truth has nothing to fear.